So I was at a event with my mom uh, in Tennessee, and it was an evening event, so it was adults, but there were a couple of kids there with their parents. And one of the girls, oh, it was a brother and a sister, and so I waved her over and I gave her my tablet so she could draw because she looked super bored. She was like five or six years old. And the other, her older brother, um, also looked super bored, but I didn't have another tablet. So I pulled out my Kindle, and um, I had some books downloaded for my nephew, who's an advanced reader for his age, but he's five. So I knew that um, this, this boy, who was probably about eight or nine, I knew that the books would be too young for him. But I also thought, at least, you know, it's something more interesting to do than sitting there and listening to a bunch of adults talk. So I waved him over. And he came, he came over and he said, yes, ma'am. And I said, um, do you like to read? And he said, yeah, I do. And I said, here, would you like to read this? I've got some superhero books that you can look at. And he's like, well, how many pages are, it, are in it? And I was like, I have no idea. He's like, well, I read stuff like The Hiding Place. And I was like, oh, okay. So I, I flipped through it because Kindles are great. Flipped through it, uh, tapped on, on a book, turned it around and said, here's, here's Beowulf. Have fun. And so he took the Kindle and he, he walked over to his table and he read it for a little bit. And then, of course, like five minutes later, the event was done. So it was kind of pointless. I felt a little bad. Could have given it to the kid a little bit earlier. But anyway, so he comes back over and he says, this is really cool. How much did it cost? And I said, I'm not sure, about two, $300 maybe? And he goes, oh, well, I could buy that eight or ten times over, but I'm saving up for an investment property. And I, I hope that you will congratulate me for having kept a straight face and, you know, encouraging him and pushing him forward in that endeavor. But the point of this is that children are so precious, just absolutely precious. They are completely innocent when they come here. And what do, what do kids care about? Kids care about having fun and going out and playing and they care about you know if if they if there's if they're picked first for softball or if the if it's raining today are they going to be able to go out onto the playground but we are pushing a lot of times our own thoughts and feelings and wants and wishes onto kids and some of those are positive. I absolutely think that at eight years old, everybody should be thinking about whether they're going to have an investment property in the future. Not necessarily an investment property in and of itself, but thinking about the future in positive ways. What do they want out of the future? What do they want to do? Are they being encouraged to go after those things that they want that will be good for them? Um, but we have to remember that even when we're encouraging them to good things, that children are brand new. Um, my niece, I don't know if she still has these because you know she's growing like a weed, but at one point <clears throat> she had a pair of socks. And the socks had um, words that were knitted into them that were depressed. And when she wore the socks, um, especially if she wore them all day, by the time we took them off at night, she had impressions of these words in her little feet. It didn't hurt, it just, you know, that's just, they were there. And that kind of made me think that each and every day we are putting words into kids' hearts and minds that are leaving impressions. And what impressions are we leaving? Because they're like little moldable plastic, you know? 
newly cast, still a little bit warm. And every little touch, every little thought, every little anything is going to shift that plastic a little bit out of form. And are we pushing it into ways that improve the shape or are we pulling it apart in ways that make it difficult to fulfill its purpose? We have to really think about those things. When you talk about Hitler in this day and age, people are automatically going to jump down your throat for one of two reasons. One, if you say Hitler was right about anything, then they're going to say, oh my gosh, this person thinks that Hitler was right and they're a terrible human being. And if you say that Hitler was wrong about something and compare it to something else that's being wrong, they're going to call you an extremist. So being aware of these things, I'm going to say that Hitler knew how to get to the kids. Okay, he knew how to mold youth from a young age. What, you what he did was he took over the schools and he started having the schools teach his curriculum. And as they were getting this curriculum at school, over the weekend, especially on Sundays when, when Christian families were going to church, he would hold his, his, his Hitler youth programs where they would be able to go and get together and have fun with each other and do sports and they were able to make friends and, and all sorts of stuff. And so they would go to these Hitler youth programs and they wouldn't go to church. They wouldn't be with their families. They were getting um, this government propaganda in school. Is it any wonder that these kids grew up to be Nazis? And I'm not saying necessarily that we're raising Nazis, but there are people in this country who are pouring into these newly molded kids their personal thoughts and their personal feelings and their personal wants for the future and disguising them as truth. Children are not mature enough to understand life-changing decisions. They're not mature enough to know that at five years old, if a little boy walks out of his room and says, Mommy, Daddy, I'm a girl. And the parents go, oh, okay. And they go take him to the doctor and they have the surgery. And now all of a sudden their little boy is a little girl. They don't understand. That child does not understand what is happening. They, and, and even if the surgery doesn't happen, which hopefully it won't, because that's not really something you can ever take back. If you start treating your child like a girl just because he says he's a girl or, or like a dog just because she says she's a dog. My, my niece went through a unicorn phase and a cat phase and a when I was a little boy phase. Like seriously, she would walk around saying, you know, when I was a little boy, this happened. And we're like, you were never a little boy. You're three, okay? Um, it was, but... It's just, it's part of their play. It's part of their imagination because for kids, everything is literal in their little world, even if it's pretend. They know, they, they know to an extent that it's not real, but when adults start facilitating that play as if it were real, it starts becoming real. And yeah, I can tell my niece all day long that she's a pretty little unicorn, but she's not. She's a little girl. And that's not going to change just because I agree with her that she's a pretty little unicorn. Um, from my experience, from what I have, from the people that I've talked to, the things that I've seen, 
I've come to, to realize that most people who have a tendency to push their extreme lifestyles onto children are doing it because they feel like they need a sense of validation in their lives. They need somebody who's going to cheer them on, to, to give them that, that sense of, of belonging. And if you teach children from a young age that something that older people might view as abnormal is totally normal, then they're going to grow up believing that that's normal, even if it's not. And we've, we've gotten to the point in our society where we have told children so many times that you can be whatever you want to be in regards to your gender or, or your sex or your sexual preference that they don't know what they are anymore. We're, we're filling up, the, we're, we're taking what's important from their stories, like the fact that they're children of God. The fact that they live in a beautiful country that is, that is the best, most prosperous, freest country on earth. We've taken these things from them, these vital, important things, and we're replacing them with subjective truths. And the more subjective truth that we push into these children, the more they're going to grow up not understanding what is and isn't real. You can tell me all day long that your pronouns are she, her, but that doesn't change the fact that if you were born male, you're still a he, him. I don't say that to be mean. I don't say that to disparage you. I don't say that to, to oppress you. It's just a biological fact. I could tell people that I'm 20 years old and I have people who say that they will believe that, but that doesn't make it true. I can go around telling people I'm 20 years old all day long, but I'm still 35. I could go around telling people that I'm 56 all day long, but I'm still 35. That's not going to change just because I'm telling somebody something different. So if you feel that you need validation in your lifestyle, maybe you need to rethink your lifestyle before you start grooming children to validate you.